Alexander Snitker, Libertarian, Republican, and Political Hack, and Adrian Wiley, Born Again Anarchist and Political Husband. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our Constitution and Republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the West Central Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, also known as... Uh, his third cousin twice removed, Hakim Hakmed Albani Wiley. How are you doing, sir? <laughs> I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm doing very good, sir. Yeah. Actually, I'm in a very mean and uh, aggressive mood today. Yeah, we almost got in a fight outside. Well, we didn't almost get in a fight. I, I, I was ready to fight. For like two seconds. You poked me in the gut one too many times, and that was... Uh, yeah, uh, you don't like being touched, so I've no. I've tried to do extra to uh, oh, to, know, to get I, you going. Kind of like I like, I kind of like poking the bear before the show. Right, yeah. yeah. Just to make sure that Why you, you were fucking... Because I wanted to get you where you needed to be at. In fighting mode? Yeah. <laughs> I wanted you there. That's where I wanted you. Yeah, I was ready to kick your ass, but then I'd realize after about the third swing, I'd be winded and be like, all right, that's enough. I'm good. Uh, by the way, uh, as of today, I have made a decision, a unilateral decision. Unilateral? Yes. Inside your own mind. I have taken all away. All your different personalities have agreed, huh? I have taken away your probational status, and you are now officially still the chairman of the building. Material. Oh, hooray. So excellent. I decided to do that today. So so it is written. So it shall be done. Outstanding. Well, it's uh, it's good to be back. Yeah, fully reinstated. Uh, my probation is over. I was wondering when the that only was thing happen. you have to do. The only thing you have to do is to throw a Molotov cocktail at any government facility. Yeah, well, I did that on the way in. So, yeah. Oh, well, then there you go. So, so we're, we're good. good. Yeah. <laughs> so you got that going for you, which is nice, which is nice. All right. So there's some major things to talk about this week. But before we get into the major uh, things going on globally. I think that the first thing I would like for you to do is to discuss why you wrote Black National Anthem there. Oh, really? You want to go into that first? Start there. Why not? Well, you know, of course, uh, the NFL season kicked off this week. Yes. And uh, now I guess it's the the new practice to go ahead and, and play um, Lift Our Voices and Sing, I think is the name of the song. Lift Every Voice and List Sing. Lift Every Voice and Sing. Uh, which is actually being referred to as the Black National Anthem. And I wasn't really sure how I felt about that. Uh, so I, I started looking into it a little bit, and I found out that there's uh, actually a... Yeah, it's a good song. It's a, it's a nice song. It's an uplifting song. Um, you know, I, I'm not a big on the anthems, so now it's kind of like we've we've created one ethnic or, you know, cultural, what for lack of a better term, national anthem and you know now there's calls for others uh to do the same thing and it turns out there's a uh, latinx i guess that's a new way. latinx i think latinx is, yeah. is, that, is that how you say it uh it turns out that now uh there's a movement uh to promote the uh the new latinx um national anthem and they're talking about playing this also before football games and I want you to hear it. It's actually a, a really good song, and I like it a lot. I think uh, everyone's going to be impressed with it. So. I don't 
Is this Phil Collins? Genesis, yeah. Yeah. And so far, this is leading the votes in, in the, the song they want to play for the, the uh, Latinx uh, national anthem. I like it. It's no fun being an illegal alien. Yeah. Got a nice beat. You can dance to it. Yeah. Hold on. They actually wrote a song that said it's no fun to be an illegal alien? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if... I don't know if this is cultural appropriation or racism. Really? I Why? can't figure out which one it is. I, I don't think so at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. And, uh, of course, women are chiming in now because they feel like they're an underrepresented group in the NFL. Um, for this one, though, uh, there was a, a p- online petition, and there were a bunch of songs submitted and, you know, vote held. But uh, Roger uh, Goodell actually overrode him, and he decided to go with this one. Is this Patsy Klein? It is Patsy Klein. Yeah. Oh. Which I think uh, totally represents women in pretty much across the spectrum, you know? You should or, always, what they, or what they should do, right? Yeah, you should always uh, stand by your man and uh, give him something warm to come to. <laughs> you know, I never really listened to those lyrics before, but I, I think that. You realize how perverted it all I, is. I, I realize how appropriate that is. Well, I actually think that every 80s love song is like a date rape song now. It, it really is. Like, it if you listen to it from the. From that perspective. Yeah, I, I think so. But I, I think, yeah, uh, women would feel very represented by that song. Don't, so basically don't you what you're saying is at this point is that what we're looking at now is going to be like a 30-minute pregame <coughs> of all the anthems that will be played. Yeah, yeah. And not to be outdone, uh, now the uh, the Vinelanders and Proud Boys and, you know, all the, the white movement groups have got together. And <laughs> it's funny because I, I hate all these groups. But I actually think that they've selected a song that um, you know really represents white culture in general. Yeah. It, it, it truly does because um, if you think about it, this song encapsulates um, you know the the spirit of like every celebration and you know gathering of, of white people. When when white people get together to celebrate, you, you know you're always going to hear this song. So it's a good representative. I, I feel like this truly does uh, represent my culture. <laughs> I mean, come on, white people play this at every gathering, every celebration, every wedding you've ever been to. You know you're going to hear this song. So I think it's a it's an important piece of white culture that we should totally embrace. And uh, you know, I think it's it's only fair that we uh, actually have all the 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 cultures in America represented uh, by these songs at the beginning of every single football game. You there know? you go. Or we just get rid of the national anthem and say, fuck it. And don't play anyway. <laughs> right? Exactly. How about we play football instead of a bunch of super stupid songs that are supposed to represent how everyone feels? I actually think what they ought to play in the beginning is just the Hank Williams Jr. Are you ready for some football? Yes. Yes. That should be the football anthem and that should be it. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. That's it. So, uh, yeah, anyway, I just, you know... <laughs> Look, I get it. You know, you don't feel represented by the the national anthem, but you know, it, it, the answer is to not start separating yourselves more and make a whole bunch of different anthems. Just get rid of the anthems. You know, we're here for for a game, a sport. You know, football. It's it's not about nationalism. It's not about race. It's not about gender. It's not about any of that crap. Let's play some football. 
I mean, it, it's a nice thought. Yeah. It really is. It, unfortunately, you have. And again, here's the thing. Look, that Lift Every Voice and Sing song is actually a good it's song. It's a pretty song. Yeah, but if like you're it. going to call it the Black National Anthem, then that in and of itself is racist. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree 100%. Oh, they also reached out to uh, the Asian community, and they said, no time for games. We do math. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that that was uh, yeah, not going to be an issue. You want compound chicken? <laughs> that was it. All they said. All yeah. right. So <laughs> are, are there any uh, uh, groups out there I haven't offended yet? Uh, I I don't think you have yet. Yeah. I mean, well, in the Pacific, we Island, need a check. We need a checkbox of of separate groups so you can just check them off one at a time. We should you... probably have that. And I was gonna, uh, you know, uh, reach out to the Pacific Islander community, uh, but they're actually all on the field. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Literally every person from Samoa is playing football. There you go. Or wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Or that too. Yeah. yeah. A lot of Samoans in the wrestling. Indeed. Place. Indeed. Indeed. All right, so, so wait a I, second. You put on there Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes, I, did. <laughs> I want to know what that's about. Let me ask you a question: Have you ever gone to a live Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yes, I did uh, a couple of times in high school. It was the midnight movie, and people used to go and get dressed up and throw all the rice, and I kind of just sat there high, going, "What the fuck is all this?" You know. So I wasn't like a participant, but uh, I hung out with some people that thought it was a cool thing. So I, I did go one, once or tw- I might have gone twice, but yeah. So the Suncoast Movie Theater or the the the, the oh, Horror Theater <laughs> is going it? to have a Rocky Horror Picture Show night. Right. And I have never been to one of the Rocky Horror Picture Shows, but I am planning on going to the, this one there. Well, uh it, it, spoiler alert, it's uh it's a really stupid show and it's uh pretty much just a whole bunch of transvestites and you know it's uh, though uh, we get to do, uh, do see a, a bit of skin on uh, Susan Sarandon, which back in the day wasn't too bad. Yes. You know, yes. Yes. So. It was good. Uh, but and yeah. I'm going to go full garb. I'm going to figure out <laughs> full. Right. I will be an active participant in it. So I'm looking forward to doing that, actually. Oh, that's nice. And I'll take some pictures. That's nice. Uh, who are you going as? I don't know. I yeah. I've never watched the show, so I don't know. Oh, yeah. You might want to watch the movie ahead of time because then you otherwise you would have no idea what to what to do you know well i'm, I'm not gonna that, that's part of the fun though yeah you gotta th- i don't know you gotta throw rice at the wedding scene and, yeah, yeah you know yeah. there's all kinds of oh stuff. and they give you all the stuff too oh they give it to you like now they, hang on a second is this something that is still cool with like young people or is this you know just oh, is I it gonna no idea is it gonna be a bunch of 60 year olds in there? i think you're gonna have i think i think with many things you're going to have a, a large combination it's gonna be a I very so diverse too. group yeah of young people and old people right because you're gonna have those old hippies that used to love going to doing these things and you have the young people that they find the you know the cult thing and get involved with it right right and plus it's a big lgbtq plus tia whatever that whole you know series of letters is uh it's a big thing for them as well you know because it it addresses a lot of those themes so yeah no so So maybe now it's it's uh getting some resurgence but yeah back in the day and in the 80s and 90s that was like a you know that was the midnight movie at you know pretty much all the theaters yeah yeah so I'm going to that. So I'm looking forward to doing that. And then the other thing I wrote in the uh, show notes was anarchist glitter bomb. Yeah. What, what's that all? About? Okay. So I was, we were driving to go down to, um, we took Danielle and me, Danielle and Kelly went down last night to, um, to uh, downtown Newport Ritchie mm-hmm. and we went to the social. And when we got in the car, Danielle had this, and I didn't know what it was at the time. It looked like it was only, you know, it was clipped to the side of her purse and it looked like a glitter bomb. 
Like she had almost like a like a one okay, shot I, glitter bomb. I, I don't even know what technically a glitter bomb is. Well, look, all it was was a little bottle, mm-hmm. but it looked like it was filled with glitter. Okay. So I'm like, oh, that's a that's a glitter bomb. Okay. So then I put the word anarchist in front of it and I'm like, oh, that's the anarchist glitter bomb. And in all reality, it wasn't anything like that. It was actually hand sanitizer. With glitter in it, or no? There's no glitter in it. It's just all glittery on the outside of it, though. Oh, but I thought oh. it was very misleading. And so I told was, Danielle as much. It was like a bling sanitizer type of thing. Yeah, I thought it was, but it wasn't. It was just regular sanitizer. But then when I was in the car, I'm like, "That's an anarchist glitter bomb." And then I'm like, "Oh!" <laughs> so I had to use my. Sh- I, <laughs> Hang on a second. Wow, how is the glitter bomb in any way, shape, or form anarchist? I just put the word anarchist in front of it. There yeah, was nothing you, else that you can't actually. do You know that. what I thought of when I yeah. saw it? Though here's what I did. You know what I thought of when I saw it? I thought of Vermin Supreme in a New Hampshire primary or a New Hampshire uh, 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 forum or whatever, mm-hmm. and he threw glitter on one of the people there. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, he got behind him and put the glitter on him and was you know you know acting all crazy and stuff. So I just thought of Vermin I Supreme at the time. I do love Vermin Supreme, by yeah. the way. I love Vermin Supreme more and more every day. Like every day that goes down, yeah. I just love him even more. Like I follow him on Facebook. He's he's got the he's the best because he doesn't really care. Like he no, just well obviously he has yeah. no fucks to give. Right. So if I do make a suggestion to you, follow Vermin Supreme on Facebook. Okay. There you go. So that's yeah. where the anarchist glitter bomb part came from. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a reach there, but we'll let you have it. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. So now let's just start. No, let's start with COVID. Let's start COVID. Yeah. Because my uh, my future daughter-in-law has COVID currently. Oh. Yeah. How's she doing? She's all right. She had a, you know, a fever for a couple of days and sore throat, but she's recovering now. Yeah. Yeah. So. By the way, my son, who is an EMT um is uh still has to report to work even though his living fiance is has uh covid why they are no, they're telling him no we don't quarantine uh we need you here because they're that short they're that short staffed yeah so even though he's exposed uh you know he uh still they're uh, like yeah come into work so one of the things that's in well look, there's a lot of different things COVID to get covid to get to and i guess well we'll start with the biden one first so biden had a press conference and announced some executive orders uh, as far as the coronavirus goes. And these are basically mandates. They're all vaccine mandates now. So if you have a business that's 100 employees or over, that you are now, through the Department of Labor and OSHA, going to be required to make sure that all of your employees are vaccinated or tested weekly, and any violation is a $14,000 fine. Right. So that's the first thing. Well, I want to know how they're going to enforce this, for one. You know, I, it seems to me good luck enforcing it. Well, that's the first thing. The first thing is, uh, let's we can get to this part. They're not going to be able to enforce this. Right. It's definitely not going to pass constitutional muster, or at least I don't think it's going to. Mm. However, it this is a test to see how far the how far down the tyranny road we're actually at right now. Yeah, this is pretty far. But, well, it's it depends on how far it is, though. As to what happens when it comes to the Supreme Court and because they're going to because everybody's suing now, like all the, you know, right. A lot of Republican governors are suing uh, big right. businesses. Any business with 100 or over are going to sue because they all can show cause now. So you're looking at a huge fight that's about to happen. Well, you know, I, I know one of the the most uh, vocal opponents uh, to vaccine mandates um, is uh, is Joe Biden himself. No, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, you're going to play the the, the, pre- yeah, the yeah. president-elect Here's, clip? No, not even president. Well, uh, yeah, he was president-elect at, at this time. Uh, let's, let's hear what Joe Biden had to say about uh, vaccine mandates. 
No, I don't think it should be mandatory. I wouldn't demand to be mandatory, but I would do everything in my power. Just like I don't think masks have to be made mandatory nationwide. I'll do everything in my power as the President of the United States to encourage people to do the right thing. Encourage. And when they do it, President can do that. Matters. That's why I said on my, in my inaugural speech, I'm going to ask people to commit for 100 days. Okay, I find it funny in this clip. So there's uh, there's Joe Biden saying that, uh, you know, um, vaccines should not be mandatory and masks should not be mandatory. Um, and I find it funny the whole time. If you watch that clip, he's holding a mask in both hands, like stretched out, like he's just about to put it over his ears. And as he's talking, he keeps bringing it up to his face and then pulling it back down because he's talking. <laughs> he does that like three times in the clip. Uh, it's pretty funny. But, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure that uh, that. Uh, you know, even though Joe Biden uh, didn't think at the time that uh, a vaccine should be mandatory, I I'm betting uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, probably had a, a different take on that. But let's see what uh, Nancy had to say about that not too long ago. Now, here's the thing. We are we cannot require someone to be vaccinated. That's just not what we can do. It is a matter of privacy to know who is or who isn't. I can't go to the Capitol physician and say, give me the names of people who aren't vaccinated so I can go encourage them to be, or make it known to others to encourage them to be vaccinated. Uh, so we can't we can't do that. But OK, um, maybe the disconnect here is Nancy Pelosi was only talking about members of Congress. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So she was saying we can't force members of Congress to get vaccinated. Uh, but you peasants, on the other hand, no, we're, we're totally fine with that. Yeah. We can force you to do whatever the fuck we want. Now, yeah. if you listen to, and I don't think you have the clip pulled up of the actual, the latest press conference that Biden, by, by, well, I wouldn't call it a press conference because he didn't answer any questions. He just went up and said something like a dictator and walked away. Right. But what he did do in that one was to really chide those that aren't vaccinated. Right. And be like, what are we going to tell you to do this? And he is doing these things to protect the vaccinated from the unvaccinated is what he was, what he, his... His rationale for it was right. that he needs to protect the vaccinated from the unvaccinated. However, shouldn't it be the other way around? You would think that, <laughs> yeah. and science would dictate that. Right. But when you're a decrepit old man who's going to go to hell soon, which is what Joe Biden is, um, you're going to say things that completely make no sense whatsoever. Right. And this entire press conference was filled with all of these things that made no sense. Like, if you're vaccinated, then you don't have any worry from the people that aren't vaccinated. You would think. Because both of them will spread the virus. Well, now it turns out that the vaccines aren't actually that effective. So, um, they're... No, 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 no. Hold on. Huh. They're effective at, at limiting the number of people that die from it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or or uh, it could be that the virus is just becoming less deadly. We don't have enough data to know for sure. But I, I absolutely concede that it's highly possible and highly plausible uh, that uh, vaccinated people will have less of a reaction to covid. But it's just another example of how essentially the government told us this whole time, if everyone gets vaccinated, nobody's going to have a problem. Everything's going to be fine. And that turned out to be bullshit, too. Well, and also and also. They said a long time ago that herd immunity was going to be reached at about 50%. Right. Right now, you're looking at like 60-something percent of the people that have been vaccinated. 
Right. Not to mention how many people have already have natural immunity right now. Right. And which I think is far superior than than uh, inoculated immunity. Yeah, you, yeah. And you know who tells you that? Fucking science says that shit. By right. the way. Yeah. So getting it and having the immunity from from getting it is a far better thing than than having to, than taking the vaccine. Right. In addition to that, the vaccine mandate doesn't give a shit whether you have gotten COVID or whether you haven't gotten COVID. It's whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated, right. which if you follow the science would tell you that you're if you're not taking that into account, then you're not actually following the science. Well, pretty much these days, uh, any science related to uh, COVID is political science. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Yeah. No, no, you're not even lying about that. Yeah, I know. So Joe Biden is without a doubt a authoritarian psychopath. Yes. If you don't think that he is, but yet you thought that Trump was, then you are nothing but a political hack. Right. And that you are going to the same place that Joe Biden's going to. Yeah. And if you think that the mandates are a good idea, then you're an evil person. Yeah. There's no getting around this. There's no let's, you know, well, you know, you can make no, there's no case to be made. You have the, if you look, if you want to take the vaccine, then you take the vaccine. Right. You'll go, you'll be fine. Nobody's forcing you. Oh, wait. (laughs) Oh, oh, wait. They are. The, The problem is, is that if you listen to the, if you listen to Biden, what he's talking about, and again, he went way over his fucking skis when it comes to like when it comes to like what you're what he's allowed to do as a president. Oh yeah, he's got and zero he authority it. to do this. And yeah. he knows it. He said it earlier. Right. That's the thing in the clips you're playing. He's he's acknowledging he's not allowed to do this. Yeah, and so did Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Yeah. And there, look, and I I I think this is getting thrown out. I really don't think that there that this is not getting thrown out. I I can't imagine the Supreme Court upholding this. However, however, um. Like they do in so many circumstances, uh, when they perceive a, and they actually use this in in my case, uh, my uh, driver's license fight, uh, you know, years back. Um, if they say that it's a a threat to public safety, they can pretty much override any constitutional right, and that's pretty well, unfortunately, sadly, uh, that's pretty well established in, uh, you know, a, a court doctrine. Yeah. So in court precedent. Uh, so I don't know. It, the Supreme Court may not overturn it because so many things like this have happened in the past and have been upheld as constitutional. There is no constitution anymore. I well, mean, no, the, the constitution is it's, just meaningless. Well, it's it's, de- it's dead. It's yeah, dead. it's completely dead. Because the real solution to this right now is that, okay, we realize that OSHA has too much power, so let's go ahead and get rid of that agency. The Department of Labor has too much power, so we can get rid of that agency and just close the federal government down altogether. Well, yeah, that's always the solution. But uh, in this case, I don't think any of that's going to happen. No, of course it's not going to happen. <laughs> I'm pretty of course sure, it's not going to happen. I'm pretty sure that's not on anyone's agenda in Washington. No, no, no not at all. I mean, there, no, no, there's nobody that's, that's there. No. I'm just no. so, it's just, here's the thing. Like, I so we I and you if you listen to Biden, if you listen to the press conference, he had no idea what he was talking about. Well, you never but does. at the same time, he was you know, this isn't about personal freedom or I, well, I know that you'd give don't give well, any yeah. shits about personal freedom. Right. It's just literally everything in this country is about personal freedom. It's what we were founded upon. Yeah. So, yeah, it is about personal freedom. But the fact that they just don't get that and they think they can brush that aside any time that they f- perceive uh, some some greater public good. Uh, you know, it, it's again, it's it's just it, 
this has been going on for you know decades upon decades so it's it's just a progressively you know slippery slope that we've been going down and now we're getting closer and closer to the bottom and and this is just another example of it yeah this slippery slope looks like one of those rides at uh, adventure island that goes straight to fuck down <laughs> that's yeah. how slippery yeah. this fucking slope this is, is tower of terror style yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right yeah it's no longer slippery slope it's fucking tower of terror right right and uh, here's the thing man like i Part of me is mad at Joe Biden, rightly so. Yeah, but no more mad than any of the other ones. You know? But no, no, but I'm actually mad at, and again, not the people probably listening to this show, so I'm not listening to No, chances are But I are am no. mad generally overall at the population of this country for having a certain percentage of people that are okay with this, right. that somehow can justify this evil, and there's no getting around saying it, evil action yeah and if you're supportive of this evil action you are the enemy to every person in this country that wants freedom and there's no like there's no fixing it right i I don't think anymore like there's no fixing it and and this you people suck this isn't even a discussion about whether the vaccine itself is good or bad because that's what people get mired in Yes, it's it's not about that. If you want the vaccine, take the vaccine. If you've you know looked at the the data yourself and you think that you're better off getting the vaccine, fine. You know whatever. That's that's totally your choice, and it it's probably not a bad idea. You know, but this is about something much more um, fundamental than that, and that is whether the government has the authority to force you to. Uh, to, to force your medical decisions. Yeah. You know, that's really what it's about. Um, because if, if we, and obviously they do, I mean, we had that same fight with, uh, for example, fluoride in the water. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I, I fought that fight hard, and so did a lot of other people in Pinellas County. Um, we won and, and then lost. And we won, and then the, they, uh, we, we Replaced lost. Replaced all those people and yeah, put new people in there. Exactly, that, that went ahead and put the fluoride back in the water. So we got them to briefly take it out. But the point wasn't whether... It was good or bad for your teeth because there was data on both sides. Yeah, it's good for your teeth. But then there's, you know, data that says, well, it also causes uh, brain issues because fluoride is literally a heavy metal. Yeah. You know, Um, so, you know, it was just but the point really the fundamental point is whether a local government has or any government has the authority to force Medicaid people. And in this case, apparently they believe they did. And apparently Joe Biden, uh, you know, believes he does. And I fundamentally just don't believe that they have that authority. Yeah. And and even Biden and Pelosi were admitting with uh, or agreeing with me nine months ago. You yeah. Know, or even that the clip from uh, Pelosi was this past April. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, that was just four months ago. They know they're not allowed to do this, but because they have no caring whatsoever for the right of the individual in this country they actually view it as an obstacle that they need to overcome right and so that's what they're doing now is that they're just overcoming that obstacle and you know you know uh freedom liberty constant you know like holding government accountable or limiting government to the only things that they're allowed to do be damned they don't give a shit which is why joe biden Nancy Pelosi and all these people up there that are willing to do this, Dr. Fauci, many of the scientists, they are fucking straight up, no question about it, evil. Well, one thing I know for a fact is that uh, Congress employs more than 100 people, so it'll be interesting to see whether they force uh, congressional members uh, to take the vaccine. Um, Because there's a lot of members of Congress who have refused and don't want to. Yeah. And who don't need to because they already got COVID. Well, um, that that part of it, in, in, in my opinion, is irrelevant. Well, it's no, no, really. But, the, the, but here's the thing, though. 
if you really were working on public safety, right, then you wouldn't need to require the vaccine for those people that already have gotten it, right? Because you would know at that point that they're not going to be. They have a. They have better immunity to COVID than the people that take the vaccine. Uh, I, I don't know if I would think that in natural most, immunity is always. Better. I, I think in most cases it would be better. Yeah, yeah. But natural there's, immunity is there's going to be variables there that that may not be a hundred percent true. But it's I would say in the vast majority of cases it is but true. That, that was, natural immunity. Here's the thing: is that was agreed upon scientific fact before COVID. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Right. Like that's what it was. It, yeah. This was agreed upon scientific stuff before COVID. Yeah. And they've just decided to say fuck that, and they're going to try to force everybody. And again. I don't think it's going to pass, but this is a big, huge test. Right well, when now. you say pass, it doesn't need to pass because he's doing this as an executive order through. I meant, I meant pass through the, right. the court cases, which God, we need to strip presidents of executive order power. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, this was never a, executive orders were never meant to actually implement policy. They were for perfunctory, you know, type uh, administration purposes, yeah, not for this, you know, and, and that's uh, it, it's really problematic what this is evolved to because ultimately this path leads to what you have now in China, you know, where you have a, a supreme leader that can just you know give any dictate he wants and that becomes law, mm-hmm. you know, and we're not, you know, we're not terribly far from that. No, no, we're because, getting closer by the day because this is happening right now. And uh, granted, there may be lawsuits. It may go to the Supreme Court. It may get overturned, but there's going to be a long period of time in between where uh, it's still valid. And that is if it gets overturned. It may not. Yeah. You know? Oh, hold on. So in in his press conference that evil ass Hitler Biden said is that we've been patients, but our patience is wearing thin and your refusal has cost all of us, he said all but biting off of his words. The unvaccinated minority can cause a lot of damage, and they are. What damage are they causing other than to themselves? Well, at this point, the majority of the infected are uh, vaccinated already, so they're the ones causing the most damage. Now, granted, uh, they're saying that most of the severe cases are among unvaccinated people uh, who probably never had COVID before, and that makes sense. Yeah. You know, uh, but if you if you're talking about, uh, you know, the spread, I guarantee you that that most of the transmission of the virus is uh, happening uh, from uh, vaccinated people. Yeah. You know, because, because they pe- still do it. Well, people don't understand how viruses work in a lot of cases. If you're exposed to the virus um, and you're vaccinated or you have natural immunity, you still could very well um, have that virus in your system. Uh, you still could very well transmit that virus to others. Uh, it's just that your immune system creates a response to start killing the virus before it can uh, replicate enough to cause severe symptoms. Yeah. You know, that's that's really the bottom line. So uh, the, the fact is, is that vaccinated or not vaccinated, you can still spread the virus. In fact, if you're vaccinated and you don't have a um, you're asymptomatic, you're actually more likely to spread the virus. That's right. You know, so because if you're unvaccinated, then you figure out that you're sick and you don't come to work. Well, there's still an incubation period where you can transmit before you have symptoms. But, uh, you know, that that could be much longer in someone who is vaccinated, mm-hmm. you know, because exactly. the virus still exists, uh, but not in enough numbers to uh, necessarily, you know, yeah. uh, to cause you ill effect. Actually, it is the vaccinated that are the biggest danger to the unvaccinated. Yeah, that is. Well, yes and no. I mean, but the way I I was being a little bit of a smart. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not necessarily true. But essentially, 
whether or not you're vaccinated has, I would say, a relatively low effect on whether or not you can transmit the the virus to someone else. That's right. Uh, Because you probably can do it for a shorter amount of time. Uh, And if you're symptomatic and you're out exposing other people yeah then absolutely you're you're a spreader you're you're an asshole basically yeah um but uh you know i'm talking about for people who don't necessarily know they're infected uh i don't think there's a whole lot of difference between uh vaccinated and unvaccinated people because the 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 main difference is the vaccinated person may not have any symptoms or they may have very mild symptoms but they can still transmit the disease to others whereas the the unvaccinated person or, or you know someone who has no natural immunity is probably going to be less likely to transmit because they're going to figure it out sooner mm-hmm. yeah yeah now there inside inside the covid area though there was one article that's like, like like the zone of covid yes so there was an npr article that came out and it said at uh, the title of it, a COVID surge is overwhelming U S hospitals, raising fear, fears of rationed care. This whole article is to point out that basically that they're going to have to start rationing care to people because the hospitals are overwhelmed. Now, the way that the thing reads is it says it's a COVID surge that's overwhelming the hospitals, but written in this article, most of the way down was this following paragraph that I wanted to make sure that I pointed out. As was the case earlier in the pandemic, it's trained healthcare workers, not ventilators or physical space, that are the key limiting resource. In fact, many hospitals have even fewer nurses, respiratory therapists, and doctors now than they had on staff during last winter's surge. Right. So, in all reality, the COVID surge is overwhelming hospitals, but the reason for it is you guys made up laws and rules that incentivize everybody to say the fuck home. Right. So nobody wanted to go out and get fucking jobs, namely the jobs in that area. And so because of that, now the surge is overwhelming the hospitals. Not because there's not enough, doc- not because there's not enough space there, but because we've lessened the number of doctors because of horribly disgusting, evil government federal policy. Yeah. There's no doubt about that, that that is absolutely a contributing factor. I would say there's, there's probably three factors uh, at play here. Uh, the, the first is like you said, uh, you know, we gave everyone $600 a week for a year and a half uh, to stay home essentially in addition to their normal unemployment. So, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people were potentially making $800,000 a week to, to stay home and do nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're going to stay home and do nothing. Uh, the second factor is that, uh, you know, a lot of people in the healthcare industry, uh, were overworked and stressed out and everything like that. So, uh, you know, the, the, the pandemic has had effect on them. And, and I know people in the healthcare industry who either saying, I can't do this anymore. I want to get out or did actually yeah. you know, look for a, a different career path because they said this is just too overwhelming. The third thing that, and this is another government implemented thing is the fact that a lot of hospitals started doing the vaccine mandate mm-hmm. and they, you know, people who refused to get the vaccine because they made their own personal judgment that, you know, they, didn't want to take the risk of an adverse event, um, you know, they either quit or got fired. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, uh, they fired and had a lot of people quit uh, in the medical profession because of those vaccine mandates. Yeah. So essentially you're, and now every hospital in America, even the ones who didn't have any policy about vaccines like that are still allowed unvaccinated employees to come to work are now under Biden's rule. Uh, going to be forced because most hospitals and most medical care groups are going to have more than 100 employees. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
And they get Medicare and Medicaid. Right. Um, yeah. What are you talking about? They, they take care of Medicare cust- Medicare patients. Oh, right, right. So, so that they means ha- that they're yeah, that's considered another a contractor of- for the government, right. which means you have to get it to. That's a, that's another part of the, the plan is if you provide Medicaid and Medicare services. Because yeah. they ate um, off Biden. <laughs> right. So now they're actually creating another scenario in which people are going to quit the medical profession. So this is a case where um, you know a, a majority of the pressure on healthcare workers, and, and most of the reason that healthcare workers are not available to treat people uh, from COVID uh, is because of government action. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's really a catch twenty two. If they had left those two things alone, uh, it would probably there'd probably be a lot more healthcare workers in order to uh, uh, to care for uh, the people in need right now. Because here's the thing, too: if you're a medical professional then you definitely have enough information to be able to make up your own decision. And right. if you're deciding to not get the vaccine, that is on you. Right, right. It's not on anybody else. Yeah, I would say that uh, in, in more cases than not, uh, people in the, the medical profession, and especially I'm talking about, you know, people who are, uh, you know, RNs or, uh, you know, uh, LPNs or uh, nurse practitioners or doctors or things like that, they're going to be in a much better position than your average American to make an informed decision on their own healthcare procedures. Yeah. And if they choose not to, I think you have to respect that decision. You would think. You know, I mean, they don't, but you'd think they that. don't. Yeah. And then they wonder why people don't trust the vaccine. Right. Right. Like, if it's that good of an idea, then you shouldn't have to do all this stuff. Right. Right. Like, I, I, here's the thing I'm really at the point right now, I'm never taking this fucking vaccine. Yeah. I don't care. I, I'm not taking it. There's no way. And, and I'm not taking it now. Right. For simply because. Fuck you. You're not well, going to make me take it. That's the main reason for me right now, because I've looked at the numbers and basically my odds of, of having a severe reaction to COVID and my odds of having an adverse reaction to uh, the vaccine are both exceptionally low. Yeah. And it's like, you know, all things being equal. Why would I bother? Why would I um, force myself into a situation where I might have an adverse reaction or just go ahead and live my life normally where there is a risk that I might contract COVID and then have a reaction. You know, to me, it's like that the numbers just don't pan out. And, and you know, if, if you weigh everything on a completely objective scale, I think that being unvaccinated has a very slight edge over being vaccinated. Yeah. Because at least you're not taking an, an active action that could result in it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Well, I th- here's the thing. I think that if the president would have come out and said, look, we as the government have done all we can. There is vaccines out there that are that that we believe are highly effective at limiting the amount of people that can die from this. However, as the government, we can't tell you what to do or what not to do. We can provide you the information and you make up your own choice. Well, that's and essentially that's what, what he did do. early on. Well, when he didn't have any power at the time. Right. Yeah. But yeah. It, it, it's always the case. Look, it look, they're always look, they're all liars. Right. Until they get into office, and then yeah. they show you where they're really at on this stuff. That's true. And Biden is an authoritarian psychopath. Look, did Trump do crazy things when he was in office? Yep, he did. And if you had a problem with Trump, and that's where your bar's at, and you don't have a problem with Biden, then it had nothing to do with the actual policy that was being promoted by the government. It had to do with the letter next to their name. Yeah. Yeah, without question. I mean, and, and and if you're that much of a hypocrite, and in the life, same thing goes for Obama and Bush, and take it all the way, Clinton. Keep going to all of them. Yeah, Bush. They're all earlier. Reagan, Jimmy right. Carter. Yeah, fucking all, fuck them all. Right. Like I don't care about any of them. I don't want. I don't want. I don't. I don't like them. I don't want any of them in charge of anything. And they're all liars. They all said that they were going to do things that they never ended up doing. That that are right. that are that we are living through the 
We are living now through the horrible ramifications of their lack of resolve to do the things that they were supposed to do. Right. Namely, especially with Reagan not getting rid of the Department of Education. That was such a major mistake by you not getting rid of the Department of Education that our education system is now reeling through all the negative aspects of having that huge federal bureaucracy yeah. in charge of indoctrinating the children. Well, you know, uh, it w- and so Republicans, fuck you. You guys should have fucking done it when you ran on it. And then you got rid of the plank in your fucking platform. You fucking pieces of shit. Well, uh, Trump ran on uh, repealing Obamacare. Oh, yeah. No. And he didn't how, do that. Shit how'd either. that work out for you? No, he didn't. Right. Fucking piece of shit. Right. They're all. Fu- and that's the thing. They're all fucking pieces of shit. When you're driving around this fucking state right now with a Trump flag, knowing that he was just as fucking bad as Biden. It's just different. Look, here's yeah. the thing. It's like arguing with me over the, 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 the advantages of being stabbed vice being shot. Right. It's like, well, you should want to be stabbed. You're a, you're a commie if you don't want to be stabbed. I want to, you know, I don't want to be shot. I would rather get stabbed. That's what I hear every time. Every fucking time I hear that shit. You know, the Democrats are in charge in Washington right now because of Trump. Well, hang on a second. You know, because... I think the whole you use that shot versus stabbed analogy quite a bit. And I don't think it really works out because you don't give enough information. Like specifically, I need to know to make a decision. What color is the blade? (laughs) Is it red or is it blue? The blade's red. Okay, then I'll I'll, I'll, and the bullet's blue. Then I'll I'll shoot back (laughs) either way. But yeah, it's and that's what I've been saying for years. It doesn't matter who the president of the United States is. The the, the end result is the same. Now, there's slight variations on it here yeah, and there. The costume looks different. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, the one thing I will say, I think the, the Democrats are slightly better. Um, and the only reason is, is they pretty much, with them, you know they're, they're fucking totalitarians. They don't tell you in advance that they're not and then come out and do it. Well, actually, no. no. Joe Biden really, just no, did that. Yeah. You can't do that. <laughs> so now, the clips that you played right now actually you, do not support your case. You're right. You're right. So it seems like the, the Democrats have picked up some Republican they, tricks. They, yeah. Here's the thing. They just they say whatever they got to say it's really what and then is. do yeah. whatever they want to do right and it's all of them it doesn't matter oh yeah 100%. like when it comes to the when it comes to let's go to the spending route right right who oh, was God. the first person that was actually blowing out the the, the the spending in this one it was trump well they just didn't blow it out as much as the dims do uh it, it was actually uh uh jefferson <laughs> i was talking about the, the, the oh the, in modern times yeah modern times. yeah yeah um yeah it was uh bush <laughs> Second, uh, it might have been Reagan. Yeah, uh, it might have been. Oh, was really Reagan. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, God, Johnson. <laughs> I mean, they all suck. Right. Again, they all suck. Right. Well, here's the thing: is the pattern just repeats itself. You know, you know that no matter who's in office, uh, they're going to spend more of your money. Yes, um, they're going to take away more of your freedoms. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to impose their will on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you may like it, but uh, you know it. it it's always going to happen. Look, people need to stop liking their change just because guys that they like are the ones putting them on them. Right, right. That until you, re- and that's the thing. I think there's a lot of people that even within the, with the that we've known for years that really got on the Trump train. 
Oh yeah, yeah. And Shockingly, my my, I, I was surprised every time as to how hard they got on the Trump train. Until I realized that in all reality, they were just sick and tired of losing, and so they wanted to right. feel like a winner. And so you go with this guy because well, he gives it to the libs, and he does this, and he does that. But in all reality, his principles were not good. Right? They weren't good. They weren't good at all. They they had nothing to do with freedom and liberty and all this other stuff. They 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 were just they're just bad. Right. But then. The other side, who's like, well, we got to resist fucking Trump. When they get in charge, they double down on all the shit right there. And their thing is, well, you know, you know, Trump said that, that, you know, he was racist because it's the China virus because it came from the Wuhan lab where it doesn't come from the Wuhan lab. And then all of a sudden, the intercepts accidentally unearthed details that the U.S. coronavirus research in China was all gain of fucking function research. And they knew it. Right. Right. Yeah. But now but now that's a fucking conspiracy theory because God forbid we actually find out the fucking truth about this shit well. and realize that the United States, this country, and the government that we have and the evil fucking scientists like Fauci are to blame for this fucking virus. Right, right. Well, it's, you know, hey, America is not about policy. It's not about core principles. America, American politics is, I'm going to say, 90% cult of personality. Yes, that's really all it is. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, who you like and who you don't. You yeah, know? and it's like I hear people say uh, shit like that all the time. It's like uh, you know, oh well, I really like this guy or I really hate this guy. And when you try to pin them down on why, most people don't have a really good answer. They they can you know come up with maybe one or two ancillary issues that they're not crazy about. Um, but it's, it's, well, my big issue is this and he's there on this. Right. Yeah. And usually it's, well, half the time they're not even right about it. (laughs) Well, no, they're wrong most of the time. Yeah. Because they have no idea what they're fucking talking about. I know. I know. But it's, it's really, it boils down to which celebrity you like better. Yeah. You know, so, uh, American politics is dancing with the stars. It really that's well idiocracy. If we're going to go with it, yeah, yeah, in the dystopian future chart category. Yeah, I, I don't think we're quite to idiocracy, but man, we are getting closer. We are getting closer. I mean, we're pretty fucking close, man. Yeah, I mean, we're fucking. We are pretty close. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's a, uh, you know, I mean, who knew that that movie was such a, a documentary, right? <laughs> you know, um, I, I, I it, this is a completely unrelated topic, but. I found it very interesting lately how commercials have changed in the past year or so. And commercials have gotten very, uh, gone very gutter in my case. Like there's an ad, and I forget what it is, but it's like a bunch of women just saying the word poop. (laughs) Women poop. And it's like shots of, of women on the toilet, you know? And I also saw, and I just thought, you know, it's like, I, I get it. I don't have any problem with it, but it's like, why did you have to dumb it down to that level? You know, it's like everybody knew that when you're advertising a laxative or whatever the hell they were advertising, they know that you're talking about taking a shit. And everybody on the planet knows that women shit. And they did this whole commercial about, you know, I'm not afraid to say I poop. Well, fuck yeah, you do. If you didn't, you'd be dead, <laughs> you know? But. And there's another ad I just saw. Um, I don't watch enough TV, obviously. Well, I've been watching football, so you know it's it's. Oh, I think a lot the, of. Oh, so this no, is I don't the, think they were. I, I've you know I guess I do watch a little bit of TV, uh, but uh, another one was a maxi pad ad. Yeah. 
and they used actually fake blood on the maxi pad. Oh my god! Right? <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, look, everybody knows that when you pour that blue liquid on there, that represents. We blood. know, we know what you're talking about. We know what's actually coming out of that hooch. You yeah. Know? <laughs> but, um, you know, now it's like they're they're put, and I don't know if they're trying to be edgy or what. It's just it seems to me, from my perspective, it's like. Are the people watching this thing that dumb that they don't know that, you know, well, they think you're that dumb. women defecate and that, you know, period blood is red. You know, I mean, it's just I, I don't I don't understand why we have to. But it maybe maybe that's the reason that people get so worked up over politics, because maybe we are that far down the idiocracy road. You know, I think we are. And it, and it makes me think that and, and watching, you know, these these type of commercials like that. Um, makes me wonder that maybe we've just taken another step towards. Uh, yeah, there's no to saving Costco. it. There's I no saving you. it. Yeah, there's no saving it at this <laughs> right. point. There's no, absolutely no saving it. It's at this what point. plants crave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. got electrolytes. It's got electrolytes. <sighs> what are electrolytes? It's what plants crave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will say this though. I do have to give it up for Rand Paul because at this point he's not even trying to hide the ball anymore about Fauci. And he said Fauci deserve or Fauci deserves a five year prison sentence. Good for him. So yeah. that is nice to see. I mean, you know, it's not going to happen. We know it's not going to happen, but at least he's saying it. I mean, because you know, if there was a five year prison sentence that they would get, then Trump could have taken him out of taken him out. And you want to talk about? I, I actually think that this is Trump's biggest mistake is that he didn't get rid of Fauci. Yeah, well, you know, he didn't really surround himself with uh, good people at all, ever. You know, he either surrounded himself with, or he he kept a lot of people uh, carry over from the Obama administration. Yeah, imported some neocons. Yeah, and, stabbed him in the back. Right, or uh, just uh, hired some uh, completely inept sycophants. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, so yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> you know, I got to tell you, it's uh, that administration and this administration are just. Probably a couple of the worst in history, but they do seem to get progressively worse. But by, uh, you know, by comparison to, of this administration, and the last administration, the Obama administration doesn't look that bad. <laughs> you know, that's one thing that does happen is the the next couple of administrations always look makes earlier administrations look better. Yeah, <laughs> because the shit just keeps getting worse. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, but anyway, and it doesn't matter if it's D or R, man. It doesn't matter. No, it really doesn't. It, it, it doesn't matter. Like you can lie to yourself and say that it does matter, but it doesn't matter. Right. It's just it's again it's stabbed or shot. Right. Or right. hunger shot. Maybe I should say. Well, no. Or it, hunger it, set it, on fire. It's it's really which freedoms they're coming after more. Yeah. You know? And which ones are you okay with losing? Right. Because so, you're losing them one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. And they just don't care. No. No. And sometimes when people I, I, look, I will hear people say the dumbest shit in the world. And at this point, I don't even try to correct them. I don't even try to stop oh. them. I just like I don't, and I don't even shake my like in the inside. I'm shaking my head, right? But on the outside, I'm not. I, I'm just like, it's yeah, it's it's not worth it. I'm, I, I I'm don't pissing in the wind at this point. I don't actually engage with people anymore. I don't try to change anyone's minds. Uh, at, at most, if I'm going to engage with anyone at all, it's going to I'm going to say something in such a way where it sounds like I'm being ridiculous. But hopefully later they realize, oh, he was calling me a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so that's that's the best I go for. Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's just not worth it to try to. I, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I've, care. I've come to the conclusion that uh, approximately only four percent of Americans share 
you know, even 75% of my views. Yeah. You know, and, and that's it. It's just, you're just I'm, I'm in a, a very small minority. Uh, I need, I think, my own uh, national anthem at, at football games. Uh, you know? <laughs> I think I, I think I know what, uh, what mine would be. Oh, I do actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you yeah. going to play it right now? I, I think I'll play it right now. Let's see. Patrolling and trying to kiss me riding dirty. 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 My music's so loud. I'm swinging. They hoping that they gon' kiss me riding dirty. Trying to kiss me riding dirty. Trying to kiss me riding dirty. Yeah. That represents me. Without question. <laughs> That's my national. Hey, Roger Goodell, I want that played before every football game for me. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So, Could you imagine over the wide speaker, on the loudspeaker? Uh, compliments of Mr. Wiley. Right. We are now going to play the Wiley National Anthem. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's my new National Anthem. I like Did you it. watch the Bucks game on Thursday? Oh, God, yeah. I are you kidding me? It. I'm diehard Bucks I watch Bucks one fan. play. Tell you what, man, I'm kicking ass in fantasy. Are you? Yeah, yeah. Good job, by the so. way. Yeah. You always got that going for you. Oh, yeah, which is nice. Which which is nice. Which is nice. It's nice. Yeah. I like it. Hey, 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 Lama, how about something a little, you know, for well, the effort. effort here? Yeah. <laughs> like you said, uh, on your deathbed, you'll have total consciousness. God, I love that guy. He is great, though. Yeah. Where is Bill Murray when you need him? He's everywhere, man. Bill Murray is like uh, Santa Claus, man. He's the ultimate. He's like classic. everywhere. Oh, totally. Totally. Just an awesome guy. I'd he love is to an awesome guy. Him. Very present. Yes. Yes, just you know, shows did you ever up. Watch that? Did you ever watch that? Um, did you ever watch that documentary on him? I think I did. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't specifically recall. Re- refresh my memory. All right. So there was you. You, you got to know. I have dementia uh, well, to some true. degree. So, so there was me. a guy that kept hearing about all of these Bill Murray stories, but didn't know if he believed him. So he initially was trying to contact Bill Murray to confirm these stories. But the way that Bill Murray works is he doesn't have an agent. He has right. an 800 number. And that you goes call to a voice and leave mail. a message. Yeah. Right. So he was leaving messages and he wasn't getting anywhere. So what he was doing was he was actually contacting the people that had the stories. Right. And did a documentary with all those people instead of Bill Murray. And it, he only meets Bill Murray one time as he was at, uh, like, I think Bill Murray owns a, like a, a AAA baseball team. Okay. And he only met him there for like 10 seconds and that's it the rest of the the rest of the um um the the whole documentary is is stories from these people, people who he interacted with videos with. Yeah. and with you know because there's pictures of it there's videos of it like one time he went to a college party as a roadie in a band and like played the tambourine like That's awesome and just did that one time he was doing bar where he like everybody would ask for a drink and he basically would only give them one drink and he was only making the same drink for everybody <laughs> and so no matter what you matter, order it didn't matter what you ordered you just got the same drink from him right you know like there's all these stories and it's just like the best stories ever like it's really like like they're all true like it's amazing right. how all true that they were so I thought that was a, you know, that was a good You got to love that guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's the other thing too. If, if you guys, if everybody could just understand that good ideas don't require force, that you can't, right. if you just knew that fundamentally you can't force people to do things and that you just let people live their lives and that if you want to help people that you, you do it voluntarily, like if you understood that, then we'd be in such a better spot right now. 
I, I think, they don't. I think we might be past that as a species. I think we might be. You no, know, I think you might be right. Um, I, 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 in certain parts of the world, I think we're far past that. I, I think there's certain parts of the world right now that, um, you know, the, the majority or at least a, a significant amount of people are in the mode of, you know, we want some benevolent and it's never benevolent dictator to just tell us what to do. Yeah. I, I think there's a significant and there's probably a significant number of Americans uh, that are the same way. They want to be cared for. Uh, they want all their needs met by some, you know, entity, uh, you know, in the <laughs> in the sky, for lack of a better term, yeah. but really in, in Washington or their state capital. And uh, they they're just OK with being told what to do. Uh, you know, they they accept that. And I think that the the rugged individuals like us who uh, inherently reject being told what to do. Yeah. I mean, it's just our it's our nature. Uh, you and me and, and a lot of other people who, who think like we do. It's our nature that when someone orders us to do something, when someone commands us to do something, it almost doesn't matter what it is. Like you were saying with the vaccine, it doesn't matter whether it may be for our own good. Yeah. But we reject it because we know that more often than not, uh, it's not for my good. It's for your good. It's for the one giving the orders. Good. Yeah. You know, and, and that's really what it boils down to. And I think fewer and fewer Americans have that individualistic spirit anymore. And it's, it's, it's really sad. You know, yeah. and it's just it's it's fading more and more as we become more dependent on, especially uh, as we become more dependent on technology. Yeah. You know, uh, that, you know, we're just that rugged individualism is is fading fast. And uh, that's why I, I hope we do have some type of challenging event in the near future uh, that causes people to reach deep and find that strength in order to survive again. Uh, because if we don't, uh, you know, th the more complacent we are, the more comfortable we are, the more, you know, things that um, are, are just come easy to us, the more likely we are to cease to exist as a species or at least in any meaningful form that we exist today. Um, so, you know, I think it's really important that we we have that. Uh, external that existential threat uh, in order uh, to that happen and uh, you know fortunately in the second hour uh, we're gonna have uh, some things that uh, might actually uh, be a solution to that <laughs> might be a big enough existential threat to uh, to save us as a species so uh, if you'd like to hear the second hour uh, more great content on there plus you get a ton of free swag yeah. Are we done with the first hour already? Yeah, we're uh, we're pretty much at the end I of the show here. To, we didn't even get to the Afghanistan stuff. Uh, that's one, you know, that's why we're going to have to wait for the second hour. That's why we have a second hour. But what hour. about the fat shaming? Uh, we And we didn't get to the thing that I uh, I can fap to either. <laughs> so And nothing on China? No, none, none of that. So, and nothing uh, on Robert E. Lee? None of that. None of that. So if you'd like it's all to, second hour. If you'd like to hear the second hour, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. That's patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. Sign up, become a patron uh not only do you get the extra hour of content every week but you get a whole bunch of free swag including the anarchist guild coin the this is not a bomb duffel bag a free copy of my book and a whole lot more we'll see you on the other side <laughs>